Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Sober's Dope. I'm Pop Buchanan, and I'm here to talk about relapse today. I want to give you guys some short tips and advice on my perspective on how to overcome the devastation of a relapse. For many of us, recovery comes with a lot of excitement, new energy, and you feel like you could take on the whole world, right? But we go through different stages of recovery. And one of the most challenging stages of recovery is the protracted state of recovery, which is known as the wall. And the wall is where a lot of people, I mean, too many, really start to feel the effects of the addiction and the healing process. This is the period, this post-acute withdrawal period is when the brain really starts to heal and you start to really feel the aches, the pains, the being tired, fatigued, irritable, and frustrated. And you will experience a lot of depressive symptoms during this time. This is usually four to eight weeks or eight to 12 weeks after you actually stop drinking. So initially, when you stop drinking, you get through the first week of detox, the alcohol leaves your system, and then you start to experience the euphoria of sobriety, the exciting points of sobriety, the honeymoon effects, where everything feels good and everything is so happy-go-lucky, and you feel like you got this. Like, look, I got this. I don't have to go to meetings. I don't need this. My life is back in order. Everything is extremely exciting until you hit the wall, right? You hit this state that really does a number on you. Now, why do I recommend detox and rehab? Being in a professional rehabilitation re- rehabilitation environment allows you the benefit of having supervision, whether it's medical supervision, having peer counselors, and people around that can watch for the signs of post-acute withdrawal and be there to hold your hand when you get to this difficult stage of your recovery. But for too many people who try to go through it and do it alone, this is the point where most people would unfortunately relapse this um, protracted withdrawal stage or post-acute withdrawal stage or what we know as the war is really tough and a lot of people throw in the towel because one you're dealing with a, a brain that's healing you're dealing with depression or depressive symptoms you're dealing with a lot of anxiety and you're fatigued you just it's just a brand new experience and it takes a lot of love and nurturing you need a lot of rest during this time and you need some direction so if you're home and you're doing this on your own and you start to experience boredom and all of these other symptoms it's easy to imagine that relapse can be you know the end goal to some the, the end result of this process if you don't know what to look out for and if you don't have proper medical supervision or if you're not in some form of rehabilitation so the first thing i want to say is what happens when you relapse right you give in you cave in something leads up to that whether it was the depression the boredom the anxiety um you couldn't really make it through this post-acute withdrawal stage right maybe someone something triggered you we talk about triggers a lot knowing your triggers this is so important. If you don't know your triggers, then anything can set you off. And then you get you go down that dirty rabbit hole of relapse, and which leads you back to your addiction. So to find success in recovery, you want to be able to watch these triggers and you want to know you want to be able to know what to look out for. So the biggest concept for me, and I want you guys to understand this, there's many stages of relapse. So 
you most likely was relapsed emotionally and mentally before you actually physically relapsed. This is important to know. I was very excited when I learned this because it put things in perspective. You know, we start to tell ourselves little things, start to play with the idea. Maybe I could have one beer, maybe just one drink, right? Or maybe I could just go out one night or I could go to the bar, you know, and be fine. Or I'm good now. I could hang around the old joint or I could go out with drinks with my friends. But in early recovery, you really have to watch slippery places and slippery people. This is really important. And don't underestimate the power of your drug of choice. It's very insidious and it could call you. It's going to be calling you. Alcohol and drugs are very insidious. You have to listen to that inner voice and know what to look out for. So be careful of these places. And in addition to that, ladies and gentlemen, you have to understand that if you're not on, if you're not eating properly, if you're not staying hydrated, if you're not getting enough rest, if you're not, if you're not within a support system, if you're not doing the work, right, you could definitely relapse on multiple levels before you actually get to the drinking, the actual physical act of drinking or doing a drug, a choice. So I would say if you're depressed, bored, and you starting to play with the idea and the honeymoon effect of your initial early sobriety is starting to wear off and you start to notice that you're starting to get cranky, irritable, you, you, you're you picking fights with people. That's another thing that people tend to do. You start picking fights, you start really lashing out on people, you start getting really angry and, you know, it goes from being really fun to really challenging. This is all part of the process. If you can make it through the post withdrawal state or this protracted withdrawal state, then it's most likely smooth sailing. But you're always going to have to live this day to day process where you're really doing the work to put your sobriety in focus. But through time, relapse gets a little bit, little bit further, it goes, it gets a little bit further away. And you get closer to the security of your recovery, right? It's not as if you're so worried about it because now you know exactly what your triggers are. You, you have your support group. Most likely you're part of uh, some type of peer group like Alcoholic Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous. Um, maybe you're part of a church or you're part of some support system or program that could help you. So it's important. Let's do a quick recap. It's very important in early sobriety to have a support group, to watch out for your triggers, and to be aware of the wall, that post-acute withdrawal phase, or what they call a protracted withdrawal phase. You have to watch this period of time where the fun of the sobriety wears off, and then the hard work begins. And this is why, ladies and gentlemen, with your, within your first year, I recommend you at least do an outpatient recovery, rehabilitation, or inpatient rehabilitation. You know, have a therapist, an addiction therapist, a counselor you could talk to, a talk therapist, right? For some of us, we have to address the depression and the mental health aspects. So you might want to see a psychiatrist, right? And your therapist could recommend you to a psychiatrist. Your psychiatrist could do something called a biopsychosocial, and that could check to see if you have any underlying mental health issues or dual diagnosis to accompany your addiction. So you could get the help for both, right? I believe that depression, anxiety, and these mental health components go hand in hand with our addiction. So you have to have systems in place to work with both, right? So 
my tips. Here we go. What to do if you relapse. So you relapse. What do I do now? If you unfortunately relapse and you couldn't get through this protracted withdrawal state or post-acute withdrawal phase, I want you to understand it's part of the process. I want you to really understand that beating yourself up and feeling guilty is normal, but I don't want you to stay in this emotional state for too long. The shame and the guilt could really lead to a longer binge or a longer bend which could lead to a longer rock bottom point and a lot could happen between a relapse and rock bottom. A lot of people lose their lives between this little sacred period of time between when you relapse and then you hit this rock bottom, which where you start to want to get help again. The goal is for us to close this gap of time. So you relapse. What happens? You're going to feel crappy. You're going to be angry. You're going to be embarrassed. You're going to be really hurt and devastated. But the trick is to put all of that in perspective really quickly and to get right back on the wagon. So what does that mean? If you relapse, there's nothing wrong with going to the hospital and getting a medically assisted detox so you get the alcohol right back out your system. Instead of staying in the guilt and the shame, be proactive. Do something about it. I'm empowering you guys. I'm giving you the power. I'm telling you that it's okay. There's too many people pushing the false narrative that after a relapse, you have to just let it all hang. You have to just, oh, they're going to have to hit rock bottom again. And you're going to have to tear apart your life and go on this long journey of self-discovery all the way. We don't have time for that. All right. We're, we're, we're speeding up the process. Right. If you're new. And this is your first rodeo. Yes, you may take some time. But for many of us, this could be your second or third or fourth or fifth relapse. And you start to feel discouraged as if you'll never really beat this thing. But you have to put it in perspective and you have to be you have to understand that relapse is part of the recovery process. So get up, dust yourself off and get right back on the wagon go right back to rehab don't be afraid tell your family be honest with the person you love also look be be prepared people in your life is going to be disappointed they're going to look at you really bad right um a lot of families don't they don't get the necessary education on how to deal with a family member or someone that they love that's in addiction they don't get the memo, so they don't know how to react. They're human. So most likely they're going to say they, their reaction is going to be kind of like this. How could you? Why did you do it? What's wrong with you? What were you thinking? Right? I'm so disappointed in you. This is what people that love you is going to say. This is what, how they're going to feel. That's part of the process. You're going to have to just really eat it and understand that that's coming from a place of love and just say to them, listen, I understand that you're really disappointed. I just want to really get back on the wagon. So can you help me get back? Right? You don't have to stay in the addiction for too long, but be prepared that people around you may be disappointed and that's okay. Just reassure them that, hey, I have a disease, I'm dealing with this allergy, my addiction is tough, but I'm willing to get back on the wagon and do the work. You'll be surprised. If you look out for these things, you can win. The next thing I want you to know is it's okay to go to an Alcohol Anonymous meeting the next day. Say, hey, guys, yesterday I relapsed. I'm starting over. The other thing to keep in mind is that 
There's so many different school of thoughts where if you relapse, you lose all of this time that you had. And that's discouraging. All right. So I understand that. Okay, if I had a year and then I relapsed. So I had 365 days and on the 366th day, I relapsed. And now I have to go back to day one. All right. Don't pay attention to the numbers of the time. Right. Just pay attention to how you feel in the process. Forget the time. Right now, if you're in a relapse and you're sitting there and you're by yourself and you're beating yourself up and you're ashamed and you're angry and you don't know how you got here, the most important thing for you now is to say, okay, I made a mistake. It's part of the process. I have a year under my belt. So let me go back and get my help. Let me go back to rehab. Let me go back to detox. Let me go back to Alcoholic Anonymous. Let me call up my psychiatrist. Let me call up my counselor. Let me call a family member. Let me call my pastor, a priest, whatever that looks like. Go back to the basics ASAP. Don't wait. Don't wait another month. Don't tear apart the town. Don't break everything. You know, um, I, oh, this reminds me of the song from Moby, Extreme Places, Extreme extreme Ways, Extreme Ways, Extreme Places I Have Been. It kept me up every night. I broke everything new again. All right, we get it. But you don't have to perpetuate the addiction longer than you need to. This is a new day, a new message in recovery. Get your butt back on the wagon fast the faster the better it's part of the process so you can win you relapse on a wednesday by friday your butt should be back into detox right that's my message and i wish i knew this i would have found my recovery earlier it took me a lot i lost a lot and 90 percent of it was guilt and shame and embarrassment that i relapsed i couldn't face the people that loved me i couldn't face the people that trusted me so i just kind of went into my own cocoon and i just kept drinking and kept drinking and i felt like it was something wrong with me like just me like this is just about me and I'm letting you know, if you're listening to this, I'm like you, right? We're born with this allergy. We're born allergic to alcohol. We have this addiction. We can't drink. We can't touch drugs. We should never have drank or touched these drugs. And we do. We will be, it will be hard pressed to stop. We need medically, uh, medical intervention to stop. And we have to go through the spirit, spiritual process. And we have to go through a lot to get the alcohol back out of our system. It takes work. That's why you're so discouraged if you relapse. You're angry because you did all this work to get to your recovery and then something triggers you, right? So, ladies and gentlemen, before I go, watch out for your triggers. Have a support system. Prepare yourself for the post-acute withdrawal phase. The wall, that protracted withdrawal phase after the honeymoon effect of early recovery comes some pain. You're going to have to pay for all of that damage you cause to your body. and You're going to feel it. But this is the stage where you need a lot of rest. So you need to have at least a month or two where you do where you focus on nothing but your recovery, not work, not making amends, not running around trying to prove to people you're back and you know none of that you have to just lay down eat rest stay hydrated do some light exercises and let your body heal 
all right it's a lot of healing and if you don't do that you're going to be very depressed you're going to be irritable frustrated bored and all of these things combined it's going to start triggering you to have these slippery thoughts ideas and then most likely you'll relapse so to avoid that prepare for that period lastly just as to, to wrap it all up if you relapse be prepared that you know you're going to have some family and people that may be disappointed that's okay you're going to be disappointed that's okay that's part of the process don't let the shame the guilt and the embarrassment keep you in your addiction longer than you need to be get up get out be honest call your support system go back to the hospital go back to your detox go back to rehab go back to aa remember if you relapse on a wednesday we want you back in treatment on a friday period all right there's no need to go another six months or another year because we want you to survive too many people are dying between their relapse and their rock bottom so before you hit rock bottom you can find peace in your recovery and you can get out of the snares of a bad relapse ladies and gentlemen you're listening to sober it's dope i'm pop buchanan eight years sober i'm really excited to bring this episode to you if you like this episode hit the notification bell subscribe so you get more and stay tuned and be safe go forth and be sober i'll catch you guys on the other side thank you so much peace